It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. And, uh, yeah, it, uh, it is, is the both of us this time. Uh, welcome it to is. the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on uh, Sports uh, Podcast. Uh, and, uh, and a thank you to uh, Brady for handling things uh, earlier in the week when I was unavailable to do so. Yeah, I mean... Thank the thank the listeners. They had to deal with just my voice for almost an hour or so. But as I understand, you went on a rant, and sometimes that can be fun. I did because the playoff system, while I don't think is completely broken, I think is needs to be figured out again. If you want to listen to me rant about that for a solid twenty minutes, go back listen to Tuesday's <laughs> podcast. Plus, you don't like the Mac. You're never going to like the Mac. No, it's and dumb. the new playoff system gives you another reason to not like the Mac. Yeah. No, the Mac sucks. <laughs> Mac absolutely sucks. Um, should not exist. There is literally not one reason. Any reason you can give me for the Mac existing, I have a counter argument for. The red. What, the Mac red? Yeah. Cool, be your own conference. That doesn't affect anyone around here. Cool. Sometimes it does. Why? No one wants to play crossover games with them anyway. So it forces all the white teams are going to whine and complain that they just want to play a bunch of blue teams instead of playing a big red school. All right. Uh, I'm going to talk about volleyball districts for a second, if you will allow me to do that. Go for it. Um, we have some uh, volleyball district finals uh, this uh, week. Um, these are uh, matches that will take place on Friday. We'll start in Division One, uh, Anchor Bay, uh, who uh, beat Marysville and Port Huron Northern uh, and didn't lose uh, a, a set in uh, – Either of their matches um, will take on Dakota in a district uh, final on a Friday night. In Division Two, it'll be Elmont against North Branch. Elmont got to the final by beating the, the host school of the district, Imlay City. North Branch uh, had to beat Crosslex and Yale to get into this uh, position. Also in Division Two, and a possibility at some point that these uh, winners could meet. So Richmond takes on Lutheran North. Um, Richmond got there by beating St. Clair who had beat Marine City, uh, and Luther North got there by beating Armada and Algonac to get to the uh, finals. But at some point, the Almont North Branch winner, and if Richmond wins, they could meet later on in the uh, playoff. Uh, in uh, Division Three on Friday night, Brown City will take on Marlette. Brown City had to beat KPAC and Landmark Academy to get to the final. Marlette had to beat Sandusky and Memphis to get to the final. Brown City hasn't lost... Uh, a set in uh, all of this. Marlette has had to battle to get there, so uh, they've been tested a little more. It was 3-2 over Sandusky and 3-1 over Memphis. Uh, and then uh, actually uh, on Thursday night is when uh, the D4 district final between Cardinal Mooney and Parkway Christian will uh, take uh, place. It feels like we've been saying those two schools a lot with they each are, other. They're, they're big rivals, especially in basketball and in volleyball. Um, and, yeah, it seems like uh, they always meet, and it seems like th they're in each other's districts every year, no matter what the sport is. Mooney got uh, to the final by beating uh, New Haven uh, Merritt to get there. So uh, congratulations to everybody who's in the district final, and good luck to everybody who's in the district final from around the area. Hopefully we can advance a few teams on further in volleyball. Usually seems like there's a team from the area that makes a run every year. Oh, yeah. Um, a, f a few years ago, actually, it was Brown City. They went all the way to the finals and won it. Yeah, so, I mean, it helps. probably longer ago than I want to admit, <laughs> but it's in recent memory. So, I mean, it helps that we cast a very wide net 
that usually one of those schools are going to be pretty good, pretty solid. But uh, speaking of solid, Paul Costanzo will join us again for the picks coming up in the third segment. Uh, he went eight and two. He's got to at least match Denny's nine and one record from last week. Paul might have a tougher task, though. There are a lot more tough games to pick this week. Yeah, this is going to be uh, – well, I guess I say this every week, but this is really going to be a tough week. But it should be because the deeper we get into the playoffs, Brady, the matchup should get better. We should now have good teams playing good teams. Mm -hmm. Like week one was kind of a joke. Um, I, had, I had done some math because, you know, I had nothing better to do. So I went and tallied up all the scores – and then figured out what the margin of victory was. And in first-round games, the basic, the average margin of victory was 30 and a half points. And that's why there's a qualifier to get in the playoffs. Yeah. So, um, you know, there, there were a lot, a lot of teams got into the 50 and 60-point range uh, in week one of the playoffs. Expect to see that mellow out quite a bit here and to have some more uh, competitive uh, action Um this week and we'll talk uh more about the uh the matchups uh, in just a moment because we're just getting started here it's the uh tri-county equipment get stuck on sports podcast with dennis and uh, brady and we'll go full force when we come back for those who love the grind run with us on a john deere gator uv because your daily routine may change but the land stays the same there's still ground to cover and a herd to keep in line out here the work never stops so keep going on a Gator UV with the power to forge ahead. Nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Badaxe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, Janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Buying or company, selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, Give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-8700. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty. Small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. If your windows stick, <laughs> slip, <laughs> squeak, or leak, replace them with Anderson windows. With low-E glass, low-maintenance exteriors, and rich wood interiors, standard and custom sizes, they can turn simple window replacement into serious home improvement. Oh. Hi, Chip Mortimer here, inviting you to experience the difference at Mortimer Lumber. Our expert staff will be here to help before, during, and after the sale. Stop by Mortimer Lumber, 24th and Lapeer Avenue in Port Huron. Hey guys, Brady Bean here for TP Logos in Marysville. Located across from Walt Braun Viking Stadium, TP Logos has the area's largest selection of in-stock school spirit wear, corporate wear, and construction company gear. They do custom embroidery, custom screen printing, and are the fastest growing uniform sublimation company in Michigan. Visit tplogos.com to see their vast selection of products, including things like Badger Sportswear, Nike, North Face, Richardson Hats, Carhartt, and more. 
They are open weekdays 8.30 to 4.30 or by appointment. Don't wait weeks for your gear. You'll get it in days with TP Logos. Start strengthening your finances. Transfer your loan to Advia and we'll cut your rate in half. Plus, make zero payments for 90 days. Members who transfer save an average of $3,400. For stronger savings, visit adviacu.org. Advia Credit Union. Real advantages for real people. Not valid on credit card, secure real estate, or commercial loans. Interest accrues at loan disbursement. Estimated 2019 member savings, effective July 1st, 2020. Subject to approval and to change any time. Floor rates and restrictions apply. Equal opportunity lender. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right. Let's get going. Let's talk a little high school football playoffs. These are the district semifinals. Winners uh, here will obviously advance to the uh, district finals. This is normally where the playoffs begin. Right. Is is the, the, Most years they would call this the pre-district game, but last week were the pre-district games, and now this is called a semifinal. It's whatever. It's the second round. It's the second round. Winner goes to the district finals. Amen. But uh, so you have a fun one starting off. You have a rematch from earlier in the year. Yeah, uh, th- this is uh, this is interesting be- because it had been um, an an interesting game going into week two. We thought PH was coming off a blow off win, our blowout win over Frazier. Uh, Lance Cruz had beaten Sterling Heights by a couple of touchdowns, but we really thought Lance Cruz was the one team that was had a chance to challenge PH uh, in, in the league uh, this year in the blue. And I, we had differing opinions. We both saw this game. I called this game, and you mm-hmm. were there um, watching. You thought that the, the Big Reds were kind of sluggish and going through the motions. And they still won by 20 points. Yeah, and, 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 I, and I thought defensively they were amazing. Offensively, I thought they left a lot of points out there. But I want to kind of give Lance Cruz's defense some credit for making some stops. But ultimately, I never felt like the Big Reds were in any trouble uh, during that game uh, in Week 2. And they got a 28-9 to victory. Lance Cruz got a, a field goal, like a 30-yard field goal that barely made it over the mm-hmm. crossbar. And their defense picked up a fumble and returned it 50 yards for their only touchdown. So their, their offense really didn't do a whole lot. And then I saw Lance Cruz the very next week against Northern, and it was a lot of the same thing for them. They'll spread the field. They'll do a lot of four-receiver packages and and actually use use the pass to set up the run because they'll throw the ball 20, 25 times, whatever they need to do. And they have some skilled guys, and their quarterback, Stansbury, isn't bad. But when they're all spread out like that, Brady, it gives a team like Port Huron High uh, and in, in week three, even Northern, the, the pass rush can get in there. There were a lot of sacks. Stansbury mm-hmm. got, got tackled in the backfield a lot in those two games. Well, and it's going to be one of the first weeks that you really see a Port Huron High team at full strength in a while, probably since, what, the start of the Lakeshore game? And yeah. That was week three. Yeah. So you look at a team like that, and when Lance Cruz is playing a tough opponent – I mean, they're, they're, they've put up nine points in a game. They put up 12 against uh, Port here on Northern. They won 7-6 to six over Frazier. Uh, Lawrence Cruz North, they only put up 19. So when they're not playing good teams, it seems like their offense struggles a lot when they're playing defense that can hold the, their own water. 
Yeah, so I just I, I like the big reds in this game, not that you can look past Lance Cruz. I mean, you can't play sloppy. You can't have a second quarter like you had uh, last week against uh, Lakeshore because you might not come out of it, you know, the way you did against Lakeshore. I mean, you're number one, you got off to a fast start. You're up 21 mm-hmm. points. So the fact that you got outscored 7 nothing in the second quarter didn't hurt them. But if, say, in this game you're up 7 to nothing or 14 to nothing and you have a second quarter like you had, it might not be just 14 to 7 at right. halftime. It might be tied and you might have yourself a dogfight that you really don't need to have. I'm not too concerned for the Big Reds in this game. Like I said, they played, again, offensively very sloppy in that game. Uh, their defense played well. Noah Kindle, I think, had four sacks in that game. Um, so I, I don't see how the Lancers get past 10 yeah. points and if we're being, if we're being honest and I, and I would expect Noah to play more mm-hmm. this week. I don't, again, I don't know if they're going to use him every series or, you know, but I, he didn't play a lot last week. I think he'll play more this week and they're building him up and building him up. And I think, uh, Caleb Collier will be more involved this week. Uh, he's been fighting an ankle problem, but, uh, in talking to coach Mullins earlier in the week, sounds like um, that Caleb's having a really good week of practice and that he's really strong again. Well, ideally for the Big Reds, what's going to happen is you're just going to take care of business in the first half, build up a big lead, and then guys like Collier and Kindle who are still trying to get back to 100. Again, I don't know if they're 100%, but that are coming back from injuries. You get to use them how you want to, whether it's get them in game shape, heal their injuries, so that next week, again, can't look past Lance Cruz. I can because I'm sitting in a chair with a microphone yeah. on and I'm not playing in the game. Yeah, but we don't want the kids to right. because that's when bad things happen. Right, but for, from my perspective, get those kids healthy. You need them at 100% when De La Salle is going to come to town next week because they're going to beat Lakeview. Yeah, uh, after what they did to Roseville, yeah, I, I can't see Lakeview. Maybe Roseville just imploded on themselves. I mean, you've seen games like that where there are two good teams and a couple mistakes happen early and a team just unwinds. And you get a score like that, and you're like, what the heck just happened? Yeah. But that's why I look at the Big Reds. Like, the Big Reds sent a message, I think, in week six when they got blitzkrieged at the beginning of that mm-hmm. game, and they were down 13 to nothing before anybody had their seat warm. And you're like, oh, my goodness. The the Big Reds are not ready for this, and Roosevelt's going to run them out of here. They can't right. stop the pass. They're, they're going to route them. And the next thing you know, the Big Reds have a 14-13 lead. That's what the good teams do. Right. They don't let it unravel. They stop the bleeding, and they figure out a way. Um, and obviously, it started bleeding on Ro- Roseville, and the wound just got bigger and bigger, and it gushed. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, again, we weren't at the game. We don't know much about it besides the score. But um, we it, it was very interesting to see that the pilots just absolutely stomped Roseville. Uh, seven straight times the Big Reds have beat Lance Cruz uh, in the series. If uh, you're keeping tabs on this, this is the first time they've ever met in a playoff game. This is the first time they've ever played twice in the season, obviously, since mm-hmm. this is the first time. Um, just just some numbers, just some stuff that I want to throw out there, uh, Brady, um, about uh, Ryan Mullins. Uh, this is currently his 14th season as head coach of the Big Reds, 79-44 and 44 in the regular season, 5-8 and eight in the playoffs, but those five wins are the only five playoff wins in school history. Mm-hmm. He has all of their playoff wins, 84-52 and 52 overall. The Big Reds, since 1950, they've won 12 league titles. Coach Mullins 
has been the man for six of those league titles. Which means um, he's almost won a league title in half of his seasons. Yeah. Uh, 11 winning regular seasons in 14 years. Nine of the 11 playoff appearances for the Big Reds have been under Coach Mullins. Um, I mentioned all five of the school's playoff wins. Since 1950, Coach Mullins has 30% of the Big Reds' wins. So in 14 years, he's got a third of the wins in 70. 84 out of 280 wins since 1950 uh, are Coach Mullins. Which, uh, by the way, is the most all-time for any Big Red head coach. Yeah, two district playoff championships, um, uh, a record 10 wins in 2011, and they're 7-0 and now. If they keep rolling in the playoffs, they can get to 10 wins uh, this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, the Big Reds are 15-4 and four in the last two seasons now, including 3-1 and one in playoff games. Let me throw one more stat at you. Um, rivalry game. The Big Reds have beaten Port here on Northern 20 times since they've been in school. He's won, I believe, 11 of those games. Yeah, so more than half of the wins against the, the Huskies have been under Coach Mullins' watch. So just – I, I, when you get numbers like that, they're worth telling people about. And and we've talked about it before. How there have like you're starting to lose kind of the old guard of coaches. I mean, Kaza um, retiring a couple years ago, Glodis retiring last year. You're you're getting a new crop of coaches. I mean, Nesbit a couple years ago for um, Saint Clair that that had been there for around a decade. That had all kind of been mainstays, and he's kind of the last one there. And you talked about when you first got into town, every coach had been there for decades. Yeah. Like 20, 30 years. Yeah. And he's really the... Uh, and not just in football, like yeah. in all the sports. Right. So he's really the, the I guess, the senior coach in the area. And it's not like he's that old, um, but he's just been around for a while now. So a lot of impressive stats there for him. Yeah, putting up some really good uh, numbers. All right, let's talk uh, Marysville. Uh, they're going to Detroit uh, King, um, and on the surface, when you first say that, you're like, "Oh man, they got to go to King." I again, this is another game where I think King is the favorite, but the Vikings are six and one. Mm-hmm. Um, they played Marine City really tough. Um, they're 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 fifty seconds away from being seven and zero. Yeah, and 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 King is a four and three team, and I know that they've lo- played Cast Tech twice. That's two of their losses. So I mean, mm-hmm. you know, everybody loses to Cast Tech. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, apparently. <laughs> so I mean, I I don't know what to make of King's record. I don't know how good the teams they've actually beaten are. Um, and and I really you know, this is. Uh, you know, your initial thought is, oh, Marysville's going to go down there and King is going to stomp on them. I don't know that that's the case. No, and one thing that I found that I was very impressed with the Vikings last week is they were playing some kids um, that have high Division One talent. I think they're, they're, the Harper Woods' center and D-tackle was a commitment to Ohio University. They had a running back return man that was committed to Army West Point. And they had another kid, a junior, that uh, his, uh, Stokes was his last name. I think he has half the Big Ten has offered him a scholarship. So he they hit a big play early. And that's what I was worried about uh, for the Vikings, that they'd hit a big play early, and then they go, oh, no, we're not going to be able to stop them. They're too fast and just kind of crumble. 
They responded with a very nice drive. The, the maturity of this Marysville team is one of their biggest strengths, that they don't get intimidated. And you talk to some of the kids on the team and coaches in that game, they went down to Orchard Lake St. Mary's last year, and they were intimidated by the red field. They were intimidated by all that. I think that's gone this year. And, yeah, it's going to be a trip down to King. I don't think there's anyone getting on that bus for Marysville that doesn't think they're coming back getting ready for a district final game, which says a lot about a team. Now, saying all this, I do think that um, their star players have to be star players. Like Mm -hmm. uh, Myers got to run that offense and make sure that there are no mistakes. The biggest key for him is don't turn the ball over. Yeah, you you don't turn the ball over. You you need to get – um, obviously, Singleton and Lee have to do what they've been doing all year, but you're probably going to need a big play from either Woodard or Smayfield mm-hmm. in the passing game because you're going to have to keep King honest because you know King is going to try to – they're going to try to stop Singleton well, and Lee. Well, here's something that I don't think a lot of people have thought about. Troy Martin Luther King, you look at the teams they've played, what offenses do they all run? The spread. They spread it out four or five wide, get it in speed and space. They've never had to face a wing tee. They, I mean, even some of the Marysville coaches, when I was talking to them, they go, I know they're going to put nine guys in the box. What they're going to do, I don't know. So it's going to be a very interesting thing to see how uh, King responds to a, a offense that, you know, we kind of take for granted in the area. We're just because uh, – Marine City runs it. Marysville runs it. It's just kind of something that's ingrained. Yeah, we see it. Where it's just ingrained. We understand it. But you go down to schools that, you know, like in Detroit, that don't run the wing tee. They run more spread. They don't really know what's going to happen. So, yeah, DeMarco Singleton probably going to have to run for 100, 150 yards. LaMarcus Lee probably going to have to run for 100 yards. Sam Lasher's going to have to make every tackle. Uh, they can't fumble the ball. That's kind of what they did last week against Harper Woods, and they beat them by 15 points. And you look around the state, I think a lot of people were kind of surprised by that, looking at some uh, rankings throughout the state. So, no, I don't think that Marysville's just going to be fodder for King like a lot of people might think. So it's going to be very interesting. I would, again, King's the favorite in this game just because they're King. I don't think Marysville is just going to go down there and be a sacrificial lamb for him well uh, it's it's going to be interesting and uh and of course uh, we'll have the ph game on stream one and we'll have the marysville game on stream two and then just kicks off at six by the way yes that's a six o'clock game so you can get going early on uh, marysville um and uh then uh, if that's going well obviously stick with it but hmm. if it's if Marysville is up 30 at halftime, you might want to switch over to me. Like how I did that? Yes, You I might want to switch over to me in the Lance Cruz game at uh, 7. And then uh, on Saturday, Brady's working overtime this week mm-hmm. um, because uh, Warren Lincoln will visit East China Stadium to take on uh, Marine uh, City. And uh, what's been going on at Marine City? So from what I understand, one kid in the school um, tested positive for coronavirus last week. Uh, has n- does not play any sports at the school. Uh, was just in there, um, and a couple and a handful of kids had to quarantine. So they found that out uh, the Friday morning of what would have been the Notre Dame prep game. Coaches were talking with administrators and just said, "You know what? I'm not going to take my team down there with 20 kids, some of which that don't haven't played a lot. Going to cancel that game." They, those kids were still out for the Osborne game. That's why they only won 44 to nothing. <laughs> only. Yeah. 
So, because I thought they were going to put up 70 by halftime if they were at full strength. So now, from what I understand, they're back at full strength. And talking to some of the coaches down there, it's kind of a double-edged sword because, yeah, the kids weren't practicing for a couple weeks, but he said he noticed they have fresh legs. And that's something you don't get. There's no bye weeks in high school football. You don't get that time to recover. So maybe gearing up for a playoff run, having two weeks off, it's not like you're going to forget that Marysville offense. I can probably go up to sixth graders in Marine City, and they can run Marine City's offense. It's so ingrained. It's basic. It's, it might as well be a class down there. <laughs> how it to, might be. How to run the wing T. Um, but they're not, they're not going to like forget the plays or anything like that. And I do think they have probably one of the easier matchups. I've said it before. Their district's weak. Um, no fault of their own. You play who the state tells you you're going to play. Mm-hmm. So... They get Warren Lincoln, a bronze team that didn't even win the bronze. I think they'll they are, they're heavy favorites in this game, and it's going to be a nice game to get those kids back in game shape. Yeah, Lincoln is a four and three football team that really hasn't had a uh, a win against a a quality opponent. I, I guess we'll we'll call that. Uh, that's the way we, that's the way we say it nowadays. <laughs> but uh, the, the, you know, I, I I know they put like sixty six points up on somebody earlier. They in the season. let me. I can find it real quick. I know they beat New Haven by a million. Yeah, I, that might have been the game that that they scored um, like sixty six to nothing or something. Let like me that. pull it up. Yeah, they won. So that kind of skews their numbers, like in terms of the points that they scored yeah, this they, season. They um have beaten, uh, if this ever wants to load, uh, they beat New Haven 82-32. to 32. Yeah. But the two teams that have are any good are three teams, Lampfear, 25-0, Southlake, 40-18, and Fitzgerald, they lost 46-6. to six. Yeah. So, I think and, that tells you that, all you need I think Marine City is better than any of those teams you just mentioned. So I think they're a lot better than any yeah. of the teams I've just mentioned. In uh, fact, Max Prep uh, has uh, Marine City at number four in uh, their division. Yeah, so. in Division Five, I believe Frankenmuth's at what? Frankenmuth's at number two. Which we'll get to them. They play Almont. Yeah. Who um, was listed as number 19 on their list. Which is, again, I don't know what Almont is. Don't know. Couldn't tell you. <laughs> well, well, we'll we'll get to them uh, in uh, well, in yeah. just a second. I mean, did you have any worries about Marine City? Like, is there any? Would would there be any game you'd be more surprised with a different outcome than Marine City losing to Lincoln? Well, that that would be a shocker. And and at that point, if that happens, folks, I'm done. Okay, <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. If I can't get a Marine City win over Lincoln, I'm done. <laughs> That's how I'm putting that one. If that happens, someone else better be there. Better be a different game well, we can cover for the well, district I, finals. I mean, I mean, come on. Uh, unless the the only way is if COVID becomes a bigger issue at Marine City, which and, from and, what I understand is all gone. Okay, so like they're right, ready to go. Um, that's that's the only way. That's the only is that Marine City had to forfeit the game because of health. <laughs> yeah, I fully expect to see a Marine City playing. Either Denby or South Lake. Uh, I don't know. I guess Denby's the favorite in that game, but that's on the other side of that district. Yeah. So uh, I've, the, the Mariners are going to be in a district final. Um, that might be the the safest bet of uh, of any of the uh, three local games, and I'm pretty sure about PH. Um, and we'll see about Marysville. Yeah. All right. We'll also see about the rest of the games around the area when we come back because we still have to talk about a Croslex North Branch rematch 
Richmond's still alive, Almont's still alive, Sandusky's still alive, uh, and there are a couple others that we're going to talk about as well on the uh, Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports podcast. To those who love the grind, run with us on a John Deere Gator UV. Because your daily routine may change, but the land stays the same. There's still ground to cover and a herd to keep in line. Out here, the work never stops. So keep going on a Gator UV with the power to forge ahead. Nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 800- 250-7520. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Feel more confident and in control of your financial life. Ameriprise advisors can work with you to provide personalized, goal-based advice based on your short and long-term goals. Plus, you can track your investments and financial solutions with our digital tools and regular meetings. Call Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. That's 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Service Services LLC, member FINRA, and SIPC. Start strengthening your finances. Transfer your loan to Advia and we'll cut your rate in half. Plus, make zero payments for 90 days. Members who transfer save an average of $3,400. For stronger savings, visit adviacu.org. Advia Credit Union, real advantages for real people. Not valid on credit card, secure real estate, or commercial loans. Interest accrues at loan disbursement. Estimated 2019 member savings, effective July 1st, 2020. Subject to approval and to change any time. Floor rates and restrictions apply. Equal opportunity lender. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. You're back, Dennis and uh, Brady, and let's get right to it because this one is – I really want to see how this turns out. Crosslex at North Branch, 27-20 when they met in the regular season for the Broncos. They're 7-0. and That's Crosslex's only loss. The Pioneers mm-hmm. have been racking up points and crushing opponents ever since because I think they've been ticked off about that game ever since it happened. Um, and North Branch has been cruising along, and, and they've been crushing everybody. They had that one game there the last week of the season where I'm not quite sure what went on in, in Armada, but North Branch won the game, and then they came back last week with a blowout win in the first round of the playoffs. So uh, 
this is going to be an interesting game. They always say it's tough to beat somebody twice in the same season, but we'll see because, again, North Branch has the wild card to me. They get to play it at their place. Yes, and that's where the last game was. Here are the Croslex scores outside of the North Branch game. So there's six wins, 52-12, to 36 nothing, 62 to 6, 40 to 7, 56 to 6, and then they had to hold off Emily City 40 to 26 last week and cuz I think Emily City played their best game of the year. So, outside of the North Branch loss, their closest game has been a 16 point or a 14 point game against Emily City last week. Now I say that. Now listen to North Branch's scores. 56 nothing, 28 nothing, then the Croslax game which was 27-20. 56-7, 47-0, the 28-21 close game against Armada, which maybe it was a mud bowl. That's the only thing we can figure out. But or maybe hey. North Branch just held back and didn't play everybody the whole game. Yeah, they still won. And then last week they um, only won 65-0. Only. So, yeah, they have given up a total of 48 points, and uh, 41 of them have come in two games. Yeah. 48 points, and 20 of them came to Crosslex. And 21 came to Armada. <laughs> that's, that's just, it's a heavyweight bout. I fully, ex- I, if I can pull this up again, I know I need to be more prepared for this, <laughs> but the winner of this game, I would not be surprised if they make a deep, deep playoff run. Because I believe they would probably play either, if they made it to a regional Notre Dame prep or country day in a regional final Notre Dame prep. You'd have to go to there. If they played country day, it would be coming up North for those schools. So they play the winner of Ortonville, Brandon Goodrich. Either. Which I think is going to be Ortonville, Brandon, right? I Ortonville, Brandon won that matchup earlier in the year, uh, 41, 28, but you never know. Uh, like you said, it's hard to beat someone in the same season twice. I could see either one of these teams making it as far. Would you be shocked if we were talking about North Branch or Croslex in a state semifinal game? No, I wouldn't. I, I honestly wouldn't. Now, do I think it's going to be easy for them to get there? No, um, but uh, I, you know, I, I, it's a possibility. And especially if Croslex is, is cooking as well as uh, Brandon Folsom says they are, <laughs> he is a big pioneer fan. Yeah, well, he He's, he loves he loves the, what the 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 coaching staff yeah. is doing up there. What Legro has done, yeah, yeah, and and, uh, and you know they've got. I mean, they've got a talented team. They they've got some guys that stand out. Uh, Townsend is just lighting it up mm-hmm. and having an amazing uh, season, and he's not the only one. Yeah, and it's it's a shame that there's only two of us because I would have loved to have been at a few Crosslex games this year. Like, ideally, if this ever grows to where we have like three or four people. This would be a game circled with big red ink that we would be doing for sure. But unfortunately, because of you know the laws of physics, we can only be at two places. Yeah. Uh, had they played this game on a, on a Saturday? I would um, have been fighting for you to, that I could go instead of you. Yeah, you I, would, I would have gone. Yeah, I know. I have seniority. I know. We've been at the company the same amount of time. <laughs> <laughs> My name's on the lease or whatever. <laughs> Besides, you've been covering Marine City all year long, so it makes sense that you stay with the Mariners. I, I like my Mariner friends down there. They treat me nice. Absolutely. And, and they're, it's it's fun. I, I know like sometimes the games aren't always close, and that can be a drag because you, you like to have those finishes like you had when they played Marysville. Yeah. 
Um, but they're just fun to watch. When they're going and they're doing it the way right. they can do it, it's just so fun to watch them I mean, do one it. of my favorite plays was in a blowout against Hazel Park when Tetler ran like 70 yards and made three kids fall over themselves. And that was in like the fourth quarter of a blowout. Yeah. They're just so explosive. All right, here's another – wow, there's so many. Because I don't know a whole lot about Corona, but they will host Richmond, who has been coming on here the, the second half of the season. And we've had this discussion in, like, the last several podcasts where Richmond's just a couple plays away from being a completely different team. Like, they, they could be 6-1 and one instead of – three and four so let's just go through their schedule real quick the first week they lost to armada on a last second field goal then they fell across lex 36 nothing i believe that's when the problems with their coach really started to um rear their rear its ugly head they bounced back with a 41 to 3 win over Yale. so since they started 0 and 2 they won 41 to 3 they lost to north branch they got blown out by north branch everyone's been blown out by yeah. north branch they lose to Elmont in overtime, which I think was the first time we went, oh, is because we didn't know, was that Elmont coming off of the corona break? Was it uh, Richmond starting to get it together? Well, next week they just run past Algonac 49-13. But, so we're, we're still not sure. They go to Lutheran North and beat them 38-7, to not even close. And now they're playing a corona team. Hasn't really beat anyone that good. They're four See, and, 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 and that's what we kind of said about Luther North last week. It's like Luther North's got the better record, but who have they played? And that's my question. Who has Corona played? They get the game at home. They're four and three. Richmond's three and four. I don't know who the better team is here. So the teams that Corona has lost to, Goodrich, they lost 25 nothing. Ortonville, Brandon, 28-19, and Linden, 13-6. Now the teams they have beaten – Clio, Owasso, Lake Fenton, and Birch Run. Here are their records. Clio, 0-7. Owasso, once the Wi-Fi wants to connect, 1-6. Lake Fenton, 3-4. Birch Run, 1-6. Have not beaten a winning team this year. Yeah. So, I mean. So Richmond's got a chance. I, yeah. Especially after what they did to Lutheran North. I think they're they're hitting on all cylinders at this point. I think they're really starting to figure it out. I think this is a team that the uh, coronavirus hurt them early in the year. Uh, they, they had the problems with the coaches. That's unfortunate. But now they are hitting their stride at the right time. They like, they didn't squeak past Lutheran North. They embarrassed them on their home field. Yeah, in the playoffs, that doesn't happen if you're a bad team. No, so uh, Richmond has definitely kind of turned things around uh, at this point, and, and definitely they're playing their best football of the season right now, and this is the perfect time to do that. Almont goes to Frankenmuth. Frankenmuth is 7-0. and uh, They Again, this is something that we've mentioned before. They've had a lot of uh, luck against area teams in the postseason uh, recently, did did you say the, earlier that they've won a playoff game nine straight years? Going back to 2011, um, they've won a playoff game. Well, 2011 was the last time they didn't win a playoff game. They lost an opening round matchup to Flint Powers. Since then, they have at least won a single playoff game in every year since then. That's not always that easy to no. do. I mean, it's impressive. To, it, it's one thing to make the playoffs every year. 
it's another thing to actually win a playoff game every year. It's funny. I was texting someone um, who is big into high school football, and he was complaining about how so many coaches think that just making the playoffs is a benchmark for a good team. And he goes, That's, that doesn't mean you're a good team. It means you won six games. Do something in the playoffs, and then you're actually a winning team. Talk to Coach Letson. Um, you'll hear that on the pregame. He goes, he knows that the success of uh, Marine City's program is determined on playoff success. If you make a deep run, that's your legacy. It's not what you do in the regular season. It's how deep of a run you make. And, and the Mariners are close to 50 playoff wins <laughs> as a school. <laughs> Which is insane. <laughs> insane. But Frankenmuth, uh, they haven't had a close game all year. Their defense is something else. They've given up 3 points, 6 points, 7 points, shutout, 6 points, 6 points. And then last week, they really struggled and gave up 12. Yeah. And uh, and, uh, and talking to uh, the folks that I know uh, in, in Elmont uh, kind of uh, admitted to me that they don't think the Raiders have enough to, to get by Frankenmuth. And, and, and it, it's been a trying year for them at Elmont mm-hmm. in the first place. But with the on and off and on and off, um, and, you know, the, like maybe next year, but uh, they think Frankenmuth is probably too tough at this point. Frankenmuth outscoring opponents 271 to 40 through seven games. Yeah. That's a lot. And yeah. Almont's been up and down, up and down. And actually, if you look at their schedule, this would be their down week. Yeah. Yeah. It really has been up down theory with them. Um, yeah. That, that loss to Emily City still perplexes me. Because then you bounce back and just dominate Ovid Elsie. Uh, like I, I know too. I think Ovid Elsie is a bad team, but I don't know enough about them. But I mean, maybe Emily City was playing well. I mean, they almost upset Cross Lex. You know, usually if don't you feel by week eight of the season, well, in a regular year, you kind of have a pretty good grasp of what every team is. Yeah. I feel like I'm losing grasp on like Almont on like. <laughs> well, I think M- things M- have City. switched more this year than in a normal year. Like in, in in a normal year, when teams start out bad, they generally stay bad. Um, and we've had that flip. You've had that Richmond flip mm-hmm. where they started out bad, and you're thinking, okay, it's a down year. Well, actually, it's not. They're they're pretty good right now. Imlay City. Lose by 40 points the first time they play Cross-Lex by the end of the year. Mm-hmm. It's a 14-point game. And they were winning and, that game, at I think, in the second half. Yeah, and, and Emily City has had some nice wins um, this year on the – you know, so it's it's been hard with a lot of the teams. And in the case of Elmont, we never really had traction no. with Elmont after week one. Like, week one, everything was normal. They, they won 33 to nothing or whatever it was in their first game. Or they, mm-hmm. Elmont's Elmont again. Yeah. Uh, and then all of a sudden we see the score in week two against North Branch, and then we find out, well, they're missing players. Now they're going to miss two weeks mm-hmm. of uh, games because of COVID. Then they come back, and it's a, a, a squeaky overtime game with Richmond. And, Who and we at, thought yeah, wasn't and, a good team. Yeah, but and at that was... point we're thinking, well, how does that happen against Richmond? What's going on? Oh, they must have just been rusty. But, but then they, they lose a game, and then they win a game. And then so, Richmond starts playing better, so you're like, well, that result makes more sense. And But all I know th- is this, is that Frankenmuth 7-0, and they've been steamrolling teams, and they get the game at home. Would you be uh, – just because it's Almont, would you be shocked if – I mean, I'd be surprised. I don't think I'd be shocked if Almont somehow pulled this off. This year, I think I would be. It, it's, In a normal year, no, it wouldn't shock me. 
it surprised me, not shock me. This year, I think it would shock me. I don't know. It's just like we've talked about the brand and the confidence that programs like that when you've established kind of a tradition. I don't think I would be shocked if they beat Frankenmuth just because why not? It's been a weird year. <laughs> sure. Let's have a 7-0 and team lose to Elmont who hasn't been able to put together two good weeks of football in a row yet. Well, uh, if if that's going to happen, then then people are holding out on me that uh, are giving me information and they're not <laughs> telling me something that's going on. Uh, Sandusky at Cass City, uh, two seven and zero teams uh, battling in a uh, district of death, um, and uh, that should be uh, th- that will be the big uh, mushroom cloud that you uh, see to the uh, north uh, <laughs> on uh, on Friday night. That that'll be coming from the football field at Cass City. Yeah, jeez. You want to talk about two teams that are just – it's going to be a, two trains just running into each other. Sandusky, point differential this year, 260 to 84. Cass City, 304 to 53. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? The only close game for Cass City, they won 28-24 over Unionville Seabwing. Besides that, they've put up at least 36 points in every other game. And and before anybody goes, oh, well, obviously they're not playing anybody. Uh, they play USA. Harbor they play Beach. Bad Axe. They played Harbor Beach this year. They actually um, didn't play Bad Axe. That was a canceled game. Oh, was that? Um, the, uh, Laker is in their league. Another canceled game. Oh, that, well, That's- then maybe they aren't playing anybody. <laughs> You go through. I'll just give you real quick. Vassar fifty six nothing. Reese forty two to three. Harbor Beach thirty eight nothing. That doesn't happen to Harbor Beach often. No. USA twenty eight twenty four. Carroll fifty four nothing. Marlette fifty to nothing. And then Reese thirty six twenty six. Yeah, because Reese. I was gonna. You mentioned the Reese score, and I was gonna say Reese has got got better as the year went on, though. Yeah, yeah, Reese was another interesting one. I'm glad we don't have to figure. That, <laughs> had to figure them out. Um, Sandusky for reference. Beat Badax thirty six to six. Who Badax, which at the beginning of the year were like, oh, okay, they're not that good. They were a winning football team. Yeah, the, after that loss, Badax won four in a row. Yeah, Harbor Beach forty two thirty, Ugly thirty eight twenty. So talk about starting off the season with kind of a gauntlet and winning all those games by multiple scores. They then go on to beat Brown City fifty two to nothing, get a forfeit over uh, Memphis, and then a thirty six twenty eight win over Reese, and then they host uh, Saint Charles in the pre district. Fifty-four to nothing over the four and two St. Charles team. Yeah, so Sandusky, Cass City, that'll be a good one. Uh, another good one, Unionville Seabwing against Ubley. These are two five and two teams that are going to meet at uh, Ubley on uh, Friday uh, night. Uh, the the shame here is uh, Harbor Beach had to uh, forfeit uh, their uh, game with uh, Flint Beecher. You know that's second round of the playoffs, and you can't play your game. That's the kind of year that this has been. You, you knew it was going to happen somewhere. I think uh, out west, Zealand West had to forfeit it too. You just you feel bad more for the kids. Again, Beecher probably would win that game, but you play them for a reason. They're, every week we've come back and said, I didn't expect to see this happen. So, no, you feel bad for a kid, especially at a program like that. They they got a nice win in week one of the playoffs. Well, th- so. that, that's the, the, the thing for it that – that maybe softens it a little bit is that the seniors' last game was a home playoff win. Right. But you're always going to have that what if in yeah. the back of your mind, which you never want to have. 
Uh, and Peck has to go up to uh, Kindy to take on uh, North Huron in an eight-man uh, game. This is a rematch from just a couple of weeks ago, uh, and uh, and Peck was undermanned there for a while. I think they're healthy again, so I think this game will be uh, a little bit more competitive. Mm-hmm. Uh, North Huron got them 36-6, to uh, six. and at that point in the season, North Huron had only given up like 12 points all year. They had to play a crossover game late in the year, so they gave up some points to uh, I think it was Mayville, Mayville they yeah. played Mayville I think scoring Mayville like them. sixty points a game and, and the score was like forty eight to twenty eight Mayville yeah. yeah so I mean again we we saw Peck is now healthy they have their kids they beat Ashley in a half last week so I expect a much more competitive game all right um, we'll uh, try to uh, actually uh, put it on the line here uh, in in a moment Paul Costanzo will uh, join us uh, and we'll we'll pick these uh, matchups of who we think is going to actually win these games as we continue with the uh, Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports podcast here on GetStuckOnSports.com. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no-obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-877. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty. Small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Hi, Chip Mortimer here. So much depends on your roof. Mortimer Lumber proudly features the Landmark Series shingle from CertainTeed Roofing. Landmark shingles come in many colors to surely enhance the look of your home. Landmark shingles offer a limited lifetime warranty, so you can be assured your roof will last for generations to come. Stop by Mortimer Lumber at 24th and Lapeer in Port Huron. Our expert staff will be glad to help answer all of your questions. Mortimer Lumber has locations in Port Huron, Emily City, Sandusky, and Bad Axe. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit at Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. What passions do you want to pursue next in life? Do you want to be a sculptor, a volunteer, teach your grandkids to fish? Your Ameriprise financial advisor, Dave Betts, can help you plan for the life you want today and well into the future. With the right financial advisor, life can be brilliant. Call Dave Betts at 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc. Member FINRA and SIPC. TB Logos in Marysville has the area's largest selection of in-stock school spirit wear, corporate wear, and construction company gear. They do custom embroidery and custom screen printing and are the fastest growing uniform sublimation company in Michigan. Visit tplogos.com to see their vast selection of products including Badger Sportswear, Nike, North Face, Richardson Hats, Carhartt, and more. They're open weekdays 830 to 430 or by appointment. Don't wait weeks for your gear. TP Logos will have it in days. Located across from Walt Braun Viking Stadium in Marysville. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. 
And welcome back. It's everyone's favorite time. It's time for the picks. We're going to have Paul Costanzo on. He's going to be ready for round two, trying to top Denny White from last week. Let's get right into it. Smash Mouth wins games in the thumb. Touchdown! The Eagles not even in park anymore. They're in reverse. Credit to that Marysville defense. I think that's going to be to their advantage, actually. I think Northern wins. To the 10, to the 5, you can forget about it. Into the end zone for a touchdown for the Big Reds. Forget about it. Darius Watson says, give me six points. I think you both have valid points. I just think you're wrong. And that's not a prediction. That's a spoiler. Ah, uh, yes, the picks. And again, he was one. Of, he was our first in-person guest. He is joining us again. The one, the only, the revered Paul Costanzo. Paul, how are you doing? I'm great, Brady. You're too kind, as always. I am definitely not revered, but I'm ready to do this again. Oh, basic, basically the mayor of Port Huron, if he wanted to be. Um, last time, a long time ago, back in week two, Paul went eight and two, which tied for the best regular season record. Dennis, he's uh, he's going to try to be our best guest of the year. He is our best guest of the year. No, no <laughs> offense to any of our other guests, but come on, it's Paul Costanzo. Yeah, I mean we know he's better than Denny White, so but Denny he's a lot younger too. Yeah, more spry. Yes, better looking too. Um, anyway let's not waste any more time only nine game this week thank you coronavirus for canceling the harbor beach game but we'll start with a little eight man action peck traveling to kindy north huron looking to get revenge the pirates fell 36 to 6 in week five but they're healthy now they're looking for that revenge paul costanzo does peck upset north huron uh, I don't know. Um, I, I'm leaning toward no, and I'm going to say no. I'm going to say North Huron um, wins this game. That's a lot to make up, and I know that you said they're getting healthy now, but um, I, I think that uh, Kindy, North Huron, all of those places um, are going <laughs> to come up with the win. Dennis, last time you fell on your sword with the Pirates. Are you going to stick up for them again? Uh, I'm taking uh, North Huron in this game, and to clear up any confusion, the high school is called North Huron High School, and it is located in Kindy, Michigan. <laughs> Thank you, Dennis. The walking encyclopedia. I'll agree with you guys. The North Huron, I think, is a really good team. Their defense is strong. Uh, I know they had their slip-up against Mayville in Week 6, but I, I, I expect Peck to keep this one close, but North Huron's going to get the win. Up in the thumb still again, we have Ubley hosting Unionville Seabowing, a battle of two five and two teams. Ubley leads the all-time series in this matchup 23-18. Dennis Stuckey, who advances to the district finals? Well, I got a, a quarter out, I flipped it, and I came up uh, Ubley. All right, good a reason <laughs> as any, Paul Costanzo. Uh, USA used to be, remember, a huge power, um, and they had some lean years, but... They're kind of back to, to pretty good. I think that this is going to be a really tight game. Um, but I am with Dennis. I did not flip a coin, uh, but I am going to pick Ubley as well. Let me give you a stat. Since Ubley started 1-2, they have won 34-14, to 48-12, 34-0, 42-28. They are rolling. They are becoming the Ubley team we, we expect from them. Bearcats are going to win this game, move on to the district finals to take on Flint Beecher. 
And the third and final game we have in the sun, while we're sticking up there a lot, a heavyweight bout, a battle of undefeated teams. Sandusky goes to Cass City. Last year, Cass City, the Red Hawks, beat Sandusky 40 to nothing in the playoffs. It's a different year, though. It's 2020. It's wild. Paul Costanzo, get us started. Who continues their season and stays undefeated? I really, really like this Sandusky team. Um, I love what they've done up there. Uh, Cass City is just, they're very, very good. And their defense especially is just suffocating. Now, granted, Reese got 26 on them last week. Um, so maybe somebody found some cracks, but that was a second uh, meeting between those two teams. But I am, I'm sticking with Cass City. I think that they survive in advance. Over to Dennis Stuckey. What did your coin come up this time? Yeah, um, uh, if this game's at Sandusky, I'm taking Sandusky. But the game's in Cass City, I'm going to take the Red Hawks. And I think you're wrong. Here's why Sandusky's going to win this football game. They beat Bad Axe by 30 in Week 1. They beat Harbor Beach by 12 in Week 2. They beat Ubley by 18 in Week 3. They aren't scared of any big names up in the thumb. They know that they're a good football team. They're going to play like it. Redskins roll, and they get one step closer to getting out of the district from hell. All right, now to the BWAC. A couple teams still remaining. We'll start with Richmond. Again, a team we can't seem to get a grip on. They go to Corona to take on the Cavaliers. First time these schools have ever met. Paul Costanzo, do the Blue Devils continue their postseason run? Oh, man, this Richmond team. I saw Richmond play once, and it was against Croslex, which we all know uh, not their best performance. Um, so that's tough for me just based off of what I've seen. Uh, Corona, I think, is a team that has maybe been a little bit better tested. They, they've played some pretty good teams um, and to get to that 4-3 and three record. So, uh, oh, I'm going with Corona, and that's only partly because they were in the old Mich mid-Michigan conference that I played in in high school. Um, so, uh, there's a little bit of uh, love there, I suppose, for the Cavaliers. Well, that love is going to cost you. Corona, any team they've played with a winning record, they've lost to. Their wins are against not as good teams. Just like Lutheran North last week, I think their wins are fraudulent. The Blue Devils are going to surprise a lot of people and win a second playoff game playing in a district finals as a sixth seed. Dennis Stuckey, break the tie. No, I've got Richmond circled uh, on this one. I've gone against the Blue Devils all year. I think it's uh, finally time I, I let uh, my wife... Uh, let me back into the house, uh, and I'm going to pick Richmond this week. All right, and sticking with the BWAC, Almont goes to 7-0 and Frankenmuth. As we mentioned earlier in the podcast, Frankenmuth just extended their streak nine straight years with a playoff victory. You go back, I believe it was 2017, they knocked off uh, Richmond, Marine City, and Algonac all in the same postseason. The Eagles have had great luck with Blue Water area teams. Dennis Stuckey, does that luck continue? Yeah, I think this time around that luck does uh, continue. Uh, add Elmont to the uh, list. Uh, I like the, the Raiders, but I just don't think they have enough to go to Frankenmuth and beat an Eagles team that is they, – they eat playoff victories for breakfast. Paul Costanzo. Frankenmuth is very, very good. Very good team. Elmont's had a weird, weird season, as we know, with the, the two COVID cancellations um, in there. I think Frankenmuth wins, though, and uh, moves forward. Yeah, Bronner's is a good store. Frankenmuth is a good team. Eagles win. Uh, I think the Raiders will keep it closer than some people might expect, but they're, they're, we went over their defensive numbers absolutely smothering. 
All right, in the final BWAC game, I get my wish again. Croslex goes back to North Branch, back to the scene of the crime where they've suffered their one and only lost 27-20 in week three. It's going to be a knock them down, drag them out brawl. Paul Costanzo, who's standing tall at the end of this game? I really, really liked Croslex when I saw them play against Richmond. And again, a lot of it is um, Richmond didn't look that good that night, but a lot of that was because of how good Croslex did look. Uh, North Branch is just, they're so good this year. Uh, and Jeremy Furman has them really rolling. Uh, I think this game, we could see overtime. I think it's going to go right down to the wire, but I do think that North Branch pulls it out again. Dennis Stuckey, who's got this game? This is just so hard to uh, to call because uh, I can give you reasons why I think Croslex is going to go there and get the win, and I can give you reasons why North Branch is going to say, no, you don't, not in our place. Um, so, again, I had to get the coin out. <laughs> I had to flip it, and it came up North Branch. Uh, maybe I'm just uh, – maybe Brandon Folsom's too good of a salesman. I trusted him last week with <laughs> Richmond. The way he talks about Mike Legro and that, and that Cross-Lex team, he's just got me buying into the hype. I don't think they're going to lose two straight games to North Branch. Give me the Pioneers to go to North Branch and avenge their loss from last season – Pioneers win this game. Now into the local MAC games, which will probably be the easiest game to pick this week. The Abes of Warren Lincoln travel up 94 to take on Marine City in some Saturday night football at East China Stadium. Paul Costanzo, Marine City big favorites in this game. Do you expect anything different? I do not. I won't waste your time with an explanation. Marine City wins. Dennis? Uh, yeah, Mariners all the way in this one. Yeah, I said it before the postseason started. Marine City is going to win a district title without having a game within three scores. Nothing's going to change. And now they're completely healthy after they kind of got over the coronavirus scare. Mariners by a lot. It's going to be running time. I'm going to get out of there early on Saturday night. <laughs> and the other game I'm doing Friday night at 6 o'clock, the Marysville Vikings go down to Detroit to take on Martin Luther King and the Crusaders. Again, the first time these schools have met, Marysville 6-1, and one, King 4-3, and three, but they're the home team. Dennis Stuckey, get us started. You know, uh, again, uh, I don't think this is as big a mismatch as a lot of people might think. But I am going to go with King. I think they're the favorite. I think it's tough to go to uh, King. Um, so I'm just I'm going to go with, with them. But if there were a, a shocker this week, this might be the game where Marysville goes there and surprises some people. But until that happens, I'm going to go with King. Paul Costanzo, over to you. Yeah, I'm also going to go with King. They've got three losses on the season, two of them to Cast Tech, one to Mona Shores. That was a two-touchdown game. I think Mona Shores might be the best team in the state. Um, I'm going to go with Detroit King. You look at this game and you look at the Marysville team, and again, one thing I cannot stress enough is just the confidence that this Marysville team is playing with. That game last week is a team, uh, the game that in the past Marysville teams would have lost. They would have let their athletes run all over them. Marysville has a lot of weapons, and I think they're playing with a lot of confidence. I, I want to pick Marysville really badly. I just can't pick them in this game. In my heart, I think they have a chance. If Marysville can keep this close going into the third, fourth quarter and kind of surprise them, I think they're going to have a chance to pull it out. But I, I, as much as I want to, I really don't want to drop a game to Dennis. Give me the Crusaders. It hurts me to say that. But I, I think it's going to be a very, very close game. 
And the final game of the week, Dennis Stuckey will be on the call for this one as the 7-0 Big Reds host the Lance Cruz Lancers, a rematch of the game that was 28-9 in favor of the Big Reds all the way back in week two. Paul Costanzo, get us started for the final game of the week. Uh, Big Reds, uh, I think that they're great this year, and I think that uh, they're going to keep moving on. Remember, this is a team that has experience making a little bit of a postseason run. They went to the district final or won a district championship last year. Um, I think they're going to get back now to that district championship game with a win this weekend. Yeah, I don't see a reason why not. I don't think Lance Cruz's offense can show up against teams that can hold their own water. Uh, Noah Kindle back. Port Huron's defense will smother them. I don't think Lance Cruz gets to 10. Uh, give me the big reds. And, Dennis, you're on the call. Finish us out. Well, you know, PH has been my uh, number one ranked team all year long. I'm not picking against them. Big reds win. There you go. A uh, little bit of an abbreviated version of the picks. Again, thank you, COVID, for canceling the Harbor Beach game. But, again, Paul, thank you for joining us. It's, uh, it's always a pleasure when you can lift the credibility of this podcast. <laughs> it's always a pleasure to, to come on here and, uh, you know, beat you guys up a little bit with my <laughs> superior knowledge of these games. Uh, for the record, the last time you were on, uh, you and I picked exactly the same, and we ended up in a tie. <laughs> yeah. So, and for the record, I lead Brady and the guests by two games going into this week's You're picks. what, 57 and 13, and the, me and the guests are 55 and 15? Yeah, it's something like that. Yeah, so we're, I don't have the yeah. exact number in front of me. I just know I'm up two games. So right where now. did we differ this week? What are the games um, to look at? We out do for? differ. Uh, you've got Crosslex. I've got North Branch. Mm -hmm. So that's a, that's a chance from there. Um, and why did that happen? Oh, we'll stop that. No, no, I guess we won't stop that. Uh, I don't know why that did that. Um, it's been a anyway. Anyways, uh, we Thanks, and we Dan. are we are different with um, no. We picked Richmond. Uh, we did pick something. Else. Oh, you picked Sandusky. I've got Cass City. So we differ on two games. So I'm either up four. Uh, we stay the same, or we're tied. And can Paul catch uh, catch you? Can he bring the guests up to snuff? Uh, where is uh, Paul at? Let's see. I know he picked we're the North same. Branch. We're the same. We're the same. I think he picked. Uh, I picked. Uh, he picked Corona, so yeah. he can pick up a game there or fall a game back. Otherwise, we matched on everything else. Oh, so I mean, Paul again. Eight and two in his first uh, week. Den Denny White though set the new high mark at nine and one. For the guests, Paul, do you think – I think 8-1 and one would be considered a tie because yeah. I think you would have picked Beecher over Harbor Beach, and they won, so we'll give you that. <laughs> <laughs> can't, can't let the wise one get too full of himself. Um, I'd that's also like to point out change. that week one of the playoffs is easier to pick than week two. So yes. I think that, you know, Denny's got a little bit of an advantage on me. Um, not that I'm whining about it, you know, but I just – I want proper context to be around all of these picks. <laughs> well, we saved you for the main event. Oh, we, wanted, we wanted the bigger <laughs> guest for the bigger week, so that's why we trusted you. We wanted to give him the, uh, the easier week. That's nice. So, again, thank you for joining us. Dennis, you have uh, anything else for us? Absolutely not. I'm, I'm, I'm all done out. All <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. Well, we'll see how many games are next week and who we uh, bring on. Maybe if Paul is uh, superior again, he can come on for a second straight week. Oh, pressure. I'm wondering how many games there's going to be to pick for next week. The list keeps getting shorter and shorter as we go along. I mean, I, we could have as many as like six. I hope so. I, I hope it's more. 
But anyway, anything for the good of the cause before we go? No. You're at Port here on Friday. I'm at uh, King. That's a 6 o'clock kickoff for the Vikings. And then Saturday I'll have the Lincoln Marine City game. Yeah. Oh, I, I do want to throw in that, uh, what, the 18th uh, high school hockey games will start here on GetStuckOnSports.com. I think it's Catholic Central against Port here on Northern. Um, yeah, and, of and course, then, coming up in December, we'll have boys and girls basketball. Yeah. And we have a Marysville hockey game, I think, the next day. The 19th, 19th. yes. Yeah. So things are uh, flying by. It goes fast. They grow up so fast, don't they, Paul? They, they really do. <laughs> they really do. Especially Brady. Especially Brady. <laughs> Still a kid at heart. <laughs> All right, can I try this now? You try it. Let's, let's we'll, hope it we'll, works. We'll try it. I'm not, I'm not guaranteeing anything here. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.